Welcome to Outside Source Football, your inside look at the NFL. Listen to the latest predictions and happenings from the season with your hosts, Evan Mick and Gabriel Vondra. Here they are now. Hello and welcome to Outside Source Football on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM with Evan Mick, Gabriel Vondrak, and Joseph Doherty. Going to start out with Texans at Ravens. Ravens absolutely dominated this game. Uh, the Texans passing offense, they moved the ball a little bit. It wasn't quite as bad as the box score shows with only like the one field goal and no passing touchdowns, no rushing touchdowns. Uh, but they a lot of third downs on a lot of false starts. They just couldn't convert, kept shooting themselves in the foot. You're talking about the Texans there? Yeah, the Texans. Yeah, this was a tale of two halves for me. The first half, was I mean, obviously it was 10-10. to 10. Granted, the Texans, yeah, had only gotten that field goal and then the punt return. So on the surface, like, well, did they do that much on offense? They were moving the ball. C.J. Stroud, was he was making some plays. The problem is he was running for his life the whole game, and it ramped up even more in the second half. And Baltimore wasn't playing particularly well. In the first half, they looked, you know, it was, I don't want to say rust from the extra break or whatever, you know, not playing for a long time, but they seemed to take it to another level in the second half. They like, you know, reach, reached a higher intensity that the Texans were just not, not ready for at all. And and I think it was more about talent than anything. I think this Ravens team is, is much more talented. You know, everybody knew that going into this game, but yeah, I mean, what, what else can you say about Lamar Jackson? So somebody else just just wait just, just way too many sing. mistakes by the uh, Texans when it comes yeah. to so many false yeah. starts. I felt like there was a false start yeah. every series. The false starts was really I mean, really killer against a great Ravens defense. You don't need you don't need it to be first and fifteen. No, like first and ten is too far. <laughs> yeah, if if but, they were if they were going to pull off the upset, they were going to have to play a super clean game. Yeah, play a super clean game and then get extraordinary plays out of your playmakers. Yeah, and they they overcame it in the first half. You know, like sure, their only touchdown was a uh, a punt return. But you go but that, in, but, but you go in at halftime. That's the kind, again. That's the kind of play you need to pull off an upset like this. What they really needed was their kicker to make the field goal right before half. He misses it wide right and short. It was it wasn't even close. Yeah, uh, and if you go in thirteen ten versus the Ravens in Baltimore, I mean you're you're sitting pretty. You know. Not saying that they would have held on to that lead because obviously the Ravens just ran up the score on them. But I think, yeah, my biggest takeaway is that you you can never win a game with so many pre-snap penalties or just penalties yeah. in general. Yeah, defensively, uh, the the Texans made the Ravens move in short chunks most of the day, but they were just athletically outmatched. Uh, Christian Harris, though, shout out to him. He did a really good job. He tracked down Lamar Jackson three or four times in that, in that first half yeah. when he was running on the outside, which is something that almost no linebacker in the league Mm-hmm. Has been able to do up to this point. No, Harris and Harris had a great game last week. He was he had the pick six right against the Browns. Yeah, he did. He had the yeah, pick six. He's yeah. good, good young player. Yeah, the Lamar rushing attack is is great. <sighs> I mean, the offensive line is great. But I mean, yeah, they dominated on the ground in the second half. They're just their offenses. They can beat you so many ways. You know, they can come out in five wide, and yeah, you got to worry about Lamar taking off and running. You got you got to worry about Isaiah Likely, Zay Flowers. But I mean, it's a good receiving core. I mean, Zay Flowers, I think, is is definitely the best receiver. But after that, you got a lot of really good depth. I mean, veteran guys who've been there, uh, OBJ, obviously, even you know Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, you'd say catches, he's like the wide receiver four. Yeah, for it catches a touchdown. Bateman is a good player, and I mean, if they get Mark Andrews back, dangerous. I mean, yeah, they already they're already the favorite in my mind. But yeah, the way that they can beat you so many ways on offense. Like I said, spreading out different personnel groups, bringing a fullback, go heavy, you know, three tight ends, 
play, yeah, power run football. There's just nothing that they're bad at on offense, really. Yeah. You well, know? I think I think that it would be really easy to stop the Ravens' defense if you just did one thing. You have 12 men on defense. One person is always allocated to <laughs> Lamar Jackson, and then you can run full coverage behind it. If you had yeah, just an extra guy. Yeah, extra you, guy. Could, you basically just have to spy Lamar Jackson. You have to have a QB spy yeah. on Lamar Jackson. And he Lamar has, Jackson didn't have a spy on that one run where he just took off 30 yards. Easy. Yeah. It looks so easy for him. Unless you're the Lions, then you then you you're not gonna spy Lamar Jackson. Yeah, no. Why would oh. you ever do that? Also, we, that we, we thrive with with running quarterbacks. Why would you do that with Justin Fields? Also, <laughs> not to mention like how athletic that spy needs to be. Yes, yeah. most most line like you said, it was impressive that uh, that Harris was able to do it because most linebackers can't do it. Right, you, you, know, you I, almost I, need like a nickel. I can think of yeah, I can only think of a handful. You know, Fred Warner's probably you know was a guy that yeah. could do it, but outside of that, there's not many linebackers. I mean, two of them play for the Ravens. Rokon's, Rokon's yeah, right. and Patrick right. Queen. Yeah, the two, you know, two of the best linebackers in the league are on his own team. So, yeah, they're loaded. Yeah, the defense is one of, if not the best in football. I'd say especially those linebackers. That's the, that's, the, that's the point. But at corner, they were even ready for Stroud's quick passes. He's been getting a lot of quick outs all year in order to set up those deep, more developing passes. And they were ready for it. They were jumping all over him to the point of where, at the end of the game, Stroud missed a couple of passes. And I was like, well... To me, it looks like he's really aiming to put it as far away from the corner as possible because he knows yeah. he's coming downhill for it. Well, not, uh, not to mention, like I said, he was running for his life the whole second half. I, I mean, I think he had one pass attempt in the second half that he threw like on time from the pocket. Everything was – he was reversing field, running out, running towards the sideline, trying to make something happen. There was just nothing. I mean, he, he finished the game with what, like 150 yards passing? I think he had 140 in the first half. They got They had nothing there. In the second half of that game. Yeah, that Ravens D-line, too, with the, all the stunts they do and stuff. I mean, when you get in third and long, it's like you try to call a long, developing pass. It's not going to work. No. I mean, the Texans offensive line handled them fine. No. It was just the point of where you can only handle them for so long for like two, three seconds, and then it's like the stunt's getting to you. You're mm-hmm. first and 15. I mean, you're already behind the sticks. They know you kind of have to pass. You're losing the game. I mean, they stunt. They get after you. Yeah, and where... The Niners front four gets a lot of attention because of the you know the stars. You got you know Bosa, Chase Young, Eric Armstead. I think the Ravens is probably better, even though it's. I mean, yeah, Jadavian Clowney is a name, but I mean, Jadavian Clowney is he's kind of you know not been out of the NFL, but he's been like bouncing around on teams every year because nobody's willing to sign him to a long term deal because he hasn't been you know maybe maybe not as you know at different points in his career he has been, but as of late, Jadavian Clowney is not you know. He's all right. He's, was not thought of was player. not thought of as like a number one, you know, top five no. edge player in the NFL, and he's the biggest name on their defensive line probably. But they just play so well as a unit, and they have I think they lead the league, the league lead the NFL in sacks, and every single one of them has like it's like very evenly distributed who's getting the pressure um, and who's getting the sacks. Yeah, moving on to 49ers Packers. 49ers avoid the huge upset, especially seeding upset, because, I mean, the Packers were actually a pretty good team those last couple of weeks, but seeding-wise would have been the biggest upset in the NFL. Actually, since the, biggest since upset, the week since before. The week before <laughs> yeah. Which was the biggest upset in the NFL ever. Buck, um, well, seeding-wise. Seeding-wise, at least. That's, yeah. yeah. Packers' offense was... Say ever. Was really good for... <laughs> ever. I mean, come on. Not ever. Not ever. In the playoffs, though. Packers beating the Cowboys, that happens every year in the playoffs. <laughs> Packers offense was really good, though, for playing against the 49ers defense. I mean, I will say they had the two long 
DPIs, which really helped them out, and the one kick return. So it wasn't like the Packers' offense was dominating the 49ers' defense, but I would say for playing against the 49ers' defense, they played really well. Mm-hmm. This one, honestly, I think the Packers should have won this game easily. This was, I think there were so many missed opportunities for the Packers, um, especially like I, I want to say at least two or three dropped interceptions that Purdy threw one right away, too. right, right to their defense. One like the, I mean, <clears throat> one of the opening drive, easy, easy interceptions that could have been huge game changing plays, and instead they never, they never pulled away. They allowed the 49ers to hang around, and then for me, I mean, yeah, the way I just, I can't, I cannot understand what Jordan Love was seeing on that last throw. Yeah. It was the most I mean this whole year he's been compared to Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. That was very Brett Favre. Yep. That was <laughs> the clip that, that was the like clip. Brett that Favre. was yep. quintessential like Brett Favre at his worst. Just no need for it. There's 50 seconds left. You have two timeouts. They were, you know, getting close to midfield. I think they were around, you know, the 40, 35 their 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 own 40. There's just no need for it. Either I, throw the ball away, maybe tuck it and run if you could, but like live to fight another down. All they needed was a field goal. I mean, but to tie the game. You got to think they had already missed one field goal, and Carlson had missed a lot of field goals coming into that all year. Yeah, that's true. See, I mean, yeah, you don't have as as much faith in your kicker, but still, you can't end the game with fifty seconds left and two timeouts. I mean, that was like a a hail mary last play of the game, zeros yeah. on the clock type of throw. Like, there was just no reason for it at all. I mean, if the if Dre Greenlaw didn't intercept it, the two Niners defenders behind him would have intercepted. I just, it was completely head scratching. And I know he's made a ton of you know great plays this year, and and sometimes are the kind of plays that coaches would say you know don't make that throw if you're a quarterback. It's worked out for him. That was one that was just never there. I don't know what he saw. It was never there. It cost him. But. I don't want to be too hard on Jordan Love. The guy played really well in his first season. He was able to turn, you know, turn this season around for the Packers, put up really good numbers. The second half of the year was statistically one of the best, if not the best quarterback in the NFL. So I do think the future is bright there, but I hope that is a play that he learns from and, you know, kind of understands the magnitude of that moment and doesn't make a decision like that again. Yeah, I did not think that the 49ers looked uh, as good as they have during the regular season, it was not it was and, not a dominant performance. Yeah, by yeah by no means was it a dominant performance. Uh, I don't know if that's because they had two weeks off. You know, we might we might start thinking about do we really want to rest our starters the last week of the year if we have a bye, like giving people two weeks off? Because we kind of saw it with the Ravens; they didn't look yeah. super great in the first half. They knocked start. the rest off, and then they kicked the crap out of the Texans. Um, Debo Samuel being out next week, uh, potentially being out next week, is is huge because. Once Debo went out, like the offense, I don't know. Slowed he's, down he's, yeah, he's a big. When you don't have offense. the, when you don't have all the Infinity Stones, Brock Purdy isn't as good. Oh no! Oh no! You only have three All Pro. Oh no! You only have uh, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, and Brandon Ayuk. You don't have your fourth awesome offensive player. Yeah, poor poor um, Niners. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, they're they're beatable. That's my takeaway. That was what I'm, I I'm only looking at it. <laughs> if I, in terms of uh, in terms of my personal, but no, I I honestly think if if they play the way that they did against the Packers, yeah, they're totally totally beatable. Yep. for the Lions, I agree. It's going to be a nice a nice day too, which is big and because here, everybody talks uh, a lot of crap about how Jared Goff is horrible outside, um, but Brock Purdy looked horrible. 
but it was also raining. But it apparently was supposed to be like sixty and sunny. Yeah, a, a little bit of rain. And I want to talk. I want to talk about Purdy a little bit. Evan, what what did you think of his performance? Yeah, in this game? I thought that this was one of the worst games that that he played. I don't know if it was the weather because I mean, you think it's, back. It's certainly the, it was a factor the for game sure against Cleveland where he played really bad. Yep, it was also bad weather. Uh, so that definitely. I mean, when you look at the two, they both had bad weather, and he played bad in both of them. So that's definitely a something up there. He's not like there were some good throws that he made, and then there were some throws where it looks like he's just not as tall as the offensive line, and he's trying to throw it over guys, and he's so worried about throwing it over it and still getting there, and then he overthrows the guy by like 10 yards. There were a couple of them that should have been picked. That one really early should have been a pick, probably a pick six. Yeah. By the yeah. Line, hits the linebacker right in the hands, and it's like he's a good quarterback. Like he's a reasonable quarterback, but I mean, he's not a top 10 quarterback. He never, he never has been. He's never been really in that conversation for me. Mm-hmm. I, I remember at the end of the season we got into a little bit of an argument because I was I was arguing that he should be an MVP candidate simply based on the fact that he was the quarterback of the best team and his numbers were really good at the time. And it was pre Ravens. It was pre Raven it was before that Ravens game. The more I've watched him late in the season, the more I'm I'm much more in agreement with what you guys were saying at the time where it's like, no, he's not an MVP. That's that's ridiculous. He's a he's a good player in a great system with great players around him. Let's not blow let's not make this more than it is. And that's kind of how I felt about this game. I think the most the most impressive throw that he made, which I don't even know if I mean it may have just been luck, but it was a, a kind of a third and long where he, you know, throws that high arcing pass right in the middle of the field and to dropped Jennings. and dropped it into Juwan Jennings. He yeah. went he had to go up and get it, which was a great throw, but that drive didn't matter. They still punted on that drive. And so he came back the next drive and, and, you know, completed some passes, but so much of it was like when, when they, when he went, uh, when, when the 49ers went down and scored there, my thought was not, wow, like Brock Purdy just led them on the most, you know, clutch, amazing drive. Like, was he clutch? Yes. But it was like the 49 and I, the 49ers offense as a unit went down and scored and it was fitting that McCaffrey ran it in, and yep. it it wasn't even yeah. a, it wasn't a Brock Purdy pass. Like there were not there were not any great throws really on on that drive. They were good throws, good decisions, which is when they're at their best with him. Like playing within the offense, not trying to do too much, just you know, just run the show. Yeah, the occasional like rollout, short dump off pass. Yeah, that and that. Other than that, play within the system. Yeah, I would definitely say one thing to think about is. The 49ers made the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. And I never relate Jimmy Garoppolo. People were like, oh, he's a top half court. And then Jimmy Garoppolo goes to the Raiders. And and now he's a backup quarterback. Probably cut by them next year. I think so, at least. Probably cut by them next year. So they went to the Super Bowl with a backup quarterback. And their team is better now than it was then. Brock Purdy is definitely a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. Absolutely. I am not, like, not even. Absolutely. I don't think that's a discussion. No. But Jimmy or Brock Purdy is not a top 10 quarterback. Like, it's not. It's not like he's good for their system, but there's other guys. I think that they would be. <clears throat> I think the Niners would be better with Jared Goff. That's a close one for me. I think so too, though. I like I like I, so. I like Jared Goff's experience. Yeah, I think more than Brock Purdy. I think that's really close. I saw a video today that comparing Brock Purdy to other guys said Brock Purdy. So there are people who still believe that Brock Purdy would be, or the 49ers would be better with Justin Fields, and I said, yeah, that's not true. I the 49ers would true. not be better with no. Justin Fields. But because of their the, offense. The Bears would be offense. worse with Brock Purdy. Yeah. Yep, I yeah, agree. Absolutely. Yep, the I Bears totally would be agree. worse with Brock Purdy. I agree with that. So, I mean, 
yeah, he's he's what they need because he fits in their system, and he's definitely not like the best quarterback for their system. Like if Mahomes went over there, or yeah, Justin I mean, Herbert went over there, I mean they'd be you know the best team in the league with well, yeah. a franchise yeah. quarterback. But like, there's definitely like he's not an unviable option for a future quarterback for them, and he's not a guy that can't win their Super Bowl. Like he has the potential. He is good enough to win them a Super Bowl. And I don't think that there's any way that he's not the starting quarterback for the next two years, considering considering they pay him less, less than, than a million dollars a year. Yeah, yeah I, it's, and I it's, think that that's a big part of his appeal. Is you you think about him, you're like, oh, Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. You're not like Brock Purdy, number one overall pick, played bad today. You know what I'm saying? Like if if he was picked at a different point in the draft, which obviously he wasn't, but you know you you think of him differently. But yeah, since he's Mr. Irrelevant, it's like. Anything he does the, is good. The contract that he does, or the contract that he gives them, is yes. what allows them to get Correct. Christian McCaffrey, yeah. Debo, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Nick Bosa, Chase Young. Yep. Like that, they're stars. Well, they uh, they understand. You know, John Lynch understands that they have a window right now, right? Yep. You see a lot of teams do this with with a quarterback on a rookie contract. You go all in everywhere else because you don't have that quarterback salary on your. You know, you not you don't have that it's hit against the cap hit, right now. Yeah. You know, it's it's what the Seahawks were able to do with Russell Wilson when they won a Super Bowl, and it's the mold for a lot of teams, right? You know, you, you got a short window here, take advantage of it. I don't want to look too far ahead to the future, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens when his contract's up, how he handles that. I, I mean, will he have, you know, will he go the Tom Brady route and take team-friendly deals knowing that uh, if he doesn't take a team-friendly deal, he's going to lose some of these guys? Or is you know will he try to get paid? We'd be like, oh, you know, look at my numbers, look at how many games we've won. You know, I should be paid the same as you know whoever else. We'll see. Yeah, that's yeah. like I said. Obviously, that's that's Way kind of that's future. far that's far down the road. It depends but. if they win a Super Bowl in the yeah. next couple of years. Yeah. The other thing that I was also thinking about today is that guys get better. Like he's still what 22, 23. Yeah. He's Good still point. really young, and he de- he declared for the draft. Like he's younger than some of the quarterbacks in this draft class. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I think he's younger than than Williams because Williams yep. is a senior this year. Yeah. Well, and he looks he looks up. Yeah. He, I, he, looks, looks, like a, he looks, looks like young, a child. He looks but, like he's thirteen. <laughs> but like he's younger, he's still got the ability to you know improve and stuff. So I mean, we can talk about the contract situation all we want right now, but we still got another two years to watch the guy yeah. until he has, they have to pay him more than a million dollars. Absolutely. And Joe, to your, I mean, you were saying because he's Mister Irrelevant, you think that. He kind of gets extra praise because he yes. wasn't. Not only know. not only was he Mister, well, not only was he a late draft pick, but it's like Mister Relevant is such a great, like, yeah, title it's, to any topic if you're if you're on the air, you know, if you're on ESPN, yeah, like Mister Relevant, it's, it's a real, to it's the a Super real, Bowl, you know, what I'm saying, a, yeah, it's a that real kind of buzz thing. seventh round draft pick to Super Bowl. I I'll push back against that a little bit because I think that a lot of times first round quarterbacks will get a longer leash than hmm. say a later round pick hmm. because they're supposed to, right? Because teams are more invested in them. They have to do well. Like I was talking about you the other day. If you look at, you know, rookie quarterbacks this year, you look at Bryce Young and Aiden O'Connell, nobody's saying that, oh, Bryce Young, like the Panthers need to get somebody else, right? Because he was the number one overall pick. But it seems that everybody's like made up their mind that Aiden O'Connell is not the right guy for the Raiders and they obviously need to go out and get a quarterback this year. Where if you just look at their performance from this year, Aiden O'Connell way outplayed Bryce Young. Granted, he had more weapons. Bryce Young didn't have anything with the Panthers. But if you're just looking at how they played, who was a better NFL quarterback this year, it was obviously Aiden O'Connell. But he was not a first-round pick like 
someone like Bryce Young. So I don't know. Teams are more willing to move on from them, I guess, because it's easier. Yeah. Well, I but, just think that I think that Brock Purdy being in an NFC Championship game in his first two years on the team is overachieving for a Mr. Irrelevant pick. Oh, I, I mean, 100%. Whereas, you know, Bryce Young doesn't have an offensive line. Like, he's going to get a little bit of leeway because they invested yeah, I, the I mean, future of their franchise. Obvious, assume, obviously, you know? there's so, a ton of factors here. Yeah, right? Right. There's, there's a lot of nuance to this. It's not as simple as just looking at a stat sheet and saying, oh, this guy is better than that guy. Right. No, but Purdy definitely does get media attention, I would say. Like, good media attention because he's Mr. Irrelevant. Like, yeah. it's something that all, like, the, the CBS random newscasters can talk about because they don't know as much about football. So they're just like, oh, Mr. Irrelevant. He was, like, the last pick of the draft. Yep. Nobody knew he was going to be this good, and now he's going to lead this team to the Super Bowl. Uh, but I will say, Trevor Lawrence was the number one overall pick, and if he was not the number one overall pick, I don't know if we'd be calling him a top ten quarterback. I, but but I, down the border, I hundred percent. He's not. He's not like that. everybody else is putting him at like six, five, six, seven quarterback, and it's like really has well, he really he played? Like, well, he's you got put the him physical traits, but I mean, has he really played? Like you also that? have to think about that draft class and how disappointing that draft class is, other than Trevor Lawrence. That's true. And they to lose bring to it back, one, one more thing I want to say about Brock Purdy before we move on. Remember when they weren't doing well in the middle of the season, how quick people were to turn on him? Like especially like when they had that three-game losing skid and then they got blown out by the Ravens. It was a very real possibility that if he had another bad game, there were people out there who was like, well, maybe we need to give Sam Darnold a chance with the Niners. So I think because he has that low draft status, I mean, yeah, people are going to uh, – bring you up when you're winning and doing well, but they're also going to be much quicker to turn on you and be like, yeah, see, this was kind of fluky. This guy, you know, there's a reason this guy was drafted in the seventh round. He's not as talented. Yeah, well, thank you for listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. We'll be back after the short break. Hello, and welcome back to Outside Source Football on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Moving on to Bucks Lions. Let's go. The Lions win. At halftime, I had full confidence in them when it was tied 10-10. You can ask all my friends. Definitely <laughs> wasn't saying they're definitely going to lose want, this and blow do want, it. Do you want me to say what Joe said right when the Lions or the Buccaneers scored right before half? Yeah. Because that's it. It. It, he's, that's it. It's over. They're not going to win. <laughs> it's over. He is the most pessimistic Lions I fan. I am. But nope. Second most. We love him. My father. Uh, to your my father, father is, is will, far worse. You will never... Take that seat, that that crowd. I will never take it because of him, and that's that's how I was raised. I mean, uh, fun fun facts here: the Lions went zero and sixteen, and then made the NFC Championship before the Cowboys did. That's fun. That's that fun. fun. I love that. A lot of uh, they have more uh, NFC Championship appearances in this millennium. In this yeah in century. This no in century. century. Sorry, in not, mo- century. not millennium. Century. Well, technically, yeah. technically a millennium too. Oh, wait, it was a millennium. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my uh, gosh! <laughs> I think my favorite play from this game was the Bucks' opening drive when Yeah Baker threw a fine ball to Mike Evans. Mike Evans tips it up. C.J. Gardner Johnson picks it off. And if you've been following uh, C.J. Gardner Johnson and Baker Mayfield at all, the week leading up to the game, there there was just a lot of it was a little lot banter. of talk, a little, little bit of banter, a little chatter and then back just, and forth. <laughs> just C.J. Gardner Johnson somehow finds Baker Mayfield. Just like I, I don't know how, just random chance. Right when he runs out of bounds, Baker Mayfield's right there, and he just flips the ball to him. And it's just, it was <laughs> oh, it was awesome. I was freaking out about it. It was one of the um, great trash talk moments. And then Baker Mayfield throws for 350 yards and three touchdowns, but, you know, it's okay. But he threw another pick at the end. And another pick. He, that was he, a bad pick. Nice nice bookend. Book uh, but the Lions, are, the Lions are dangerous, and their offense is awesome. 
I mean, you got to think like Josh Reynolds is out here catching touchdowns and slicing through defenses like he's like he's our number one receiver and he's not even Josh Reynolds is out here scoring first uh first, first touchdowns, touchdowns. <laughs> who had that <laughs> not a not a soul um yeah and I, oh I also love the play call I mean I'm just talking about I'm not talking about any big picture stuff here I'm talking about small picture stuff but I don't know why the Lions didn't run it when it was second and goal from the one they chose to throw it twice and then go for it on fourth and one but the decision to have the third string running back in, because everybody on the Bucks thought it was going to be a pass. Yeah. Craig Reynolds is in. Oh, they're not going to run it with Craig Reynolds. They have David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. If they were going to run it, they'd have him in. Nope. Handoff. Craig Reynolds. Walking touchdown. It parted like the Reds. I mean, the linebackers were literally in a drop. They yeah, were, they, they were. were. dropping back they were. as Craig Reynolds just ran. And right the O-line just ran over uh, the Bucks D-line. I mean, that was just such a great play call. Uh, what uh, what else? What else is there to say Lions, about this? Was, for the Lions. I mean, Lions, I'm gonna let you talk about the Bucks. Great job picking up the blitz. Thanks. Oh day. yes, big Phenomenal time. Phenomenal job big picking time. up the blitz. Even Jameer Gibbs. You you can see the growth in Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs from the first, couple weeks, in the first couple weeks. Correct. He could not pick up a blitz, and he picked up a great blitz. He picked him that, up actually. He picked him up, he and then Jared Goff threw to Amon Ra for first down. That was I awesome. I think, Evan, when you ran into him at Dick's Sporting Goods, weren't <laughs> you the one who gave him a few pointers? I did. His, I told him I you got to get low. You said you don't, you don't block These linebackers your, are big. You, you pick t- him up. You, you actually wrap them up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, what was you said exactly? He's like, you don't block a man with your hands. You block him with your feet. Exactly. It was really, it was very insightful. That was yeah. it. Thank that you. Was thank good. you, Mike. Get, get the shoulder lean. The city of Detroit thanks you. Yeah. All me. The killer for the Bucks offense, now to move on a little bit to the Bucks was that they, on the other hand, could not pick up the blitz to save yes. their lives. I mean, sacks. Our defensive line had, like, no sacks that were actually, like, getting off a block and making yeah. sacks. Yeah. Aiden Hutchinson had the untouched one. <laughs> Unto- How are you leaving Aiden Hutchinson untouched? He's the only good player on our defensive line. I, I have no idea. That like, was, how do you do I that? Mean, coming, coming off the edge, too. It wasn't like he, like, backed up in a cover no, or anything. He, he was just... The, and the Bucks. I mean, this is a problem that the Bucks had when they had Tom Brady. Like, this is not... The first time we've seen their offensive line leave unblocked guys and the quarterback get pretty easily sacked. I mean, he came off the end. Aiden Hutchinson did. Brian Branch came off the end. Melifanu came off. The, none. All the, three of those sacks. The slot untouched. The slot DB blitz was a big uh, untouched. Oh, big it was factor. awesome. And then Branch also had a big TFL later in the game, like a four-yard tackle for loss on the running back, where he came off the edge and he was untouched. Yeah. Like the offensive line, talent-wise, is probably for the Bucks a, like a. Borderline top ten unit. The offensive line, for some reason, scheme wise, like their ability to block the right guys, horrible. Po- possibly, well, a lot of times, with, one of the with, worst in the with league. Blitz pickup, it's about the running back. So I mean, I didn't watch it that closely to see what was going on there with that. But usually, that's the running back's responsibility to pick up a well a blitzer. But I mean, when the running back is running the ball and and Brian Branch is coming off the edge, I'm pretty sure they want the the offensive line to, to block him. All right, that's wow. true. Yo, Calm it down, was. Guys. It, you want to go? I will fight you right now. <laughs> Let's turn the microphones off, buddy. Why don't you come into this room? No. You're real tough talking behind that thick sheet of glass over there. Hey, I PR 175 pound bench the other day. That's, you're, you're cutting that. I'm really proud of you. No way is he keeping that in the show. <laughs> he's going to take that out. I am not. He's going to change out. it. He's going to like say, he's gonna, it's going to be like a really bad text to speech. Text to speech. <laughs> 315 I, pounds. I, I, I PR'd 375 today. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not his voice. It's one of our voices. It's John Cena's voice. Yeah, it was like it was most of the season for the Buccaneers. It was kind of a boom or bust game on offense. It seemed like they were either going really far backwards or really far forward. They were able to run the ball 
better than I thought, better than they really have all season. The Buccaneers couldn't run the ball all season and actually had a little bit of a run game uh, against the Lions. And then, yeah, you know, interception on the first drive, and then it was kind of a lot of big, big shot plays. That's what, you know, Baker likes to do. He likes throwing the ball down the field, showing off how strong his arm is. And, you know, yeah, they cut it, cut it to eight points. Don't know why they went for two there. I would have just kicked that. I mean, I, I get it. I don't get it. I get it because, yeah, I feel, you know, you get the ball back, and then you got a chance to win the game instead of just tying it up. And if you don't get it, then you know that you have to get it again. I guess so. Like, if, if, you, oh. if you're going to go for two, you don't go for two on the second one because if you miss it on the second one, you lose. If you miss it on the first one, you still have a chance to tie. So if you're going to go huh. for two, you should go for two on the first okay. one. I guess I good. guess it makes some sense, but I don't know. You could just kick two extra points and tie the game. But that's, I don't know, I guess I'm old school. I'm a dinosaur the football <laughs> world. And, OT. and yeah, you know, they didn't pl- pick up the blitz well for most of the game. And, and on the the last play, the interception, it seemed like, yeah, Baker had, had kind of identified that guy as, as somebody who he thought was coming off the edge Ends up dropping into coverage. I don't. I don't think Baker ever identified him, or if he did, he Derek Barnes. Derek, Derek Barnes. Barnes. Yeah, great play by him. Absolutely outstanding play from a linebacker yeah. in coverage. And about Derek Barnes to was, seal it. I was telling you this. So Derek Barnes knew. Okay, he knew that if he sacked Dak Prescott uh, for a safety when he threw a ninety-eight yard pass to C.D. Lamb to beat the Lions, right? He knew that the Packers were going to beat the Cowboys. Yeah, and exactly. then that he would then get the game-winning interception versus the Bucks. That's so it why actually he that tackle on yes, purpose. and now nobody's talking about the the miss sack. They're, They're just talking the about his game-winning interception. He, so he, knew, why, he that's, knows that's good PR. He's got a good PR team. That's he why was, I didn't say his name because I, his name does not come out of my mouth very easily. <laughs> yeah, he was playing 4D chess. He was. Yeah, the rest of us were playing yep. checkers, Candyland. I think I said that right when the interception happened too. <laughs> it was. It was. It was, a, it was a great play. The Lions' offense was very good. All day they have so I guess they have so many playmakers. I think maybe just as talented as the 49ers, but the thing is they're not household names yet. I think down the road we're gonna look back at this offense and be like, wow. Because even like Amon Ra is on the come up. You know, most most fans know him, but there's even some casual fans who don't re- NFL fans that don't realize how good he is. Jameer Gibbs is a rookie, Laporte is a rookie. They have they are super talented uh, across the board on offense, those playmakers. Offensive line is solid. Yeah. If golf plays well, they are hard to stop. Yeah, offense sounds just like the 49ers. Defense, well, maybe not quite. Maybe, yeah, maybe, I'm, I'm, maybe not I'm quite starting there. to see that Aaron Glenn actually might be a good defensive coordinator. They, they understand what they are. Yeah. They, they, they stopped, uh, at least in this game. Try to sure. stop the run. They didn't stop the run as well as they usually do in this game. And then it's like, make big plays. Like, you're going to give up some big, big plays, but plays. Get, get a sack here. Yep. Get an inter- force a turnover here. So... It's not bad. I mean, because, yeah. yeah, from top to bottom, they're not – by no means are they the most talented defense. Yeah. But it's, Cam it's, Sutton gets the short end of the stick on a lot of stuff, and including me, I yell at him through my TV all the time. But he was never meant to be the, the number one cornerback. We had Emmanuel Mosley. No, he was supposed to be yeah. the number one cornerback. He tore his ACL on his second play for the Lions. Uh, and I think Cam Sutton would be a really good uh, – He'd I mean, be a fine cornerback. He'd too. be a f- – Moving on, though, to uh, – so moving on to Chiefs-Bills – Ah. Wide right, from, wide right. Ah. From an entertainment standpoint, it was it was a great game. It was a great game, spectacular. Yes, that's what I'll say. It always is with those two. I've been in denial for a long time. Not, I guess, not really denial, but I was so happy. I, I I felt like there's no way, right? There's no way this year that the Chiefs do it again. They can't do it again. They've they were eleven and six. They won the division, yes, but they never looked that great on offense. I was like, yeah, it's finally. 
Patrick Mahomes is finally not going to make it to an AFC championship and and then he just does it. Again, yeah. he's he's inevitable. I don't know I don't know what else to say about him. This Chiefs yeah. offense after looking pedestrian Anemic. pedestrian at best all season has a nice game against the Dolphins in, you know, horrible conditions and then come out and have their best game, I think by far, most impressive by game. By far. By far. Against the Bills where all of a sudden they're freaking unstoppable again. Can I say that? Yeah, yeah I can say that. Travis Kelsey, five catches, Travis, 75 Travis yards, and two Kelsey, touchdowns. Travis Kelsey looks like Travis Kelsey again. As Isaiah Pacheco is is running through everybody, Patrick Mahomes is impossible to sack. And even when you think you have him sacked, he's going to take off running and pick up 30 yards. And he looks like he's jogging the whole time, but somehow nobody can catch him. They just It's frustrating okay. if you don't like the Chiefs like yeah. me. But if you love the Chiefs, you you're, love it. You're probably happy. He's, I, hate he's, it. Uh, I hate it so much. He's just that guy. What else can you Gosh, say? He's so good. Yeah. He's just that guy. The Bills offensively played a, a great game up until the fourth quarter. I mean, they were driving Josh Allen, one of the best games by a quarterback I've seen in a while, running the ball and throwing you the ball. You say that every week. You find a quarterback every <laughs> week. Like Last week it was Matthew Stafford. You said last week that Matthew Stafford played one of the best games you've ever seen. Sorry, I didn't mean to, to call you out but jo- there. Do you disagree with that? I thought he played a great game. Yeah, and you know what? I think Stephon Diggs... And who was the other guy? Number sixteen, the receiver. Uh, Khalil Shakir or, or the uh, not Shakir. No. Shakir's um, not Shakir. Shakir had a heck of a game. Shurfield, Trent Shurfield. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember Shakir having any drops. I thought he was their best receiver out there. But Diggs. I mean, when Allen throws it sixty-five yards down the field and puts it right in your arms, I know it's a semi-contested catch, but the DB wasn't holding his arms. The DB didn't touch the ball. You got to catch that ball, and you're Stephon Diggs, and you're Stephon Diggs. You got to you're supposed to do. You got to catch that ball. Yeah, in the in the fourth quarter, Allen dropped back and had two passes, which each would have been forty yards, like individually, and both of them ended up being dropped on like third and medium or second and long. And yeah, I mean, honestly, the only play that I remember that I can really put on Josh Allen was the pass he threw into the end zone to Shakir that he missed, and you can. Yep. Some they were and he kind of got hit. He kind of kind of got hit. Not I don't think the hit was that much of a Me factor. Too. I feel like he had the ball out before then. And you know, there's two criticisms. Okay, either he should have dumped it off to Diggs, to Diggs underneath, who would have picked up the first down, or just throw a better ball to Shakir. I mean, it, it was a tough pass, but it's a pass he's made many times in his career. And then you leave it up to a kicker, and we all know what happens when you leave it up to. A Buffalo Bills kicker for your Super Bowl chances. When you with your Super Bowl chances on the line. Well, last time it was in the Super Bowl. This time yeah. it was, but yeah, wide which right. Which is which is such a shame because Tyler Bass is a good kicker. Like he was nine of nine in the postseason before that oh. kick. No, he wasn't nine of nine. He was nine of nine in the fourth quarter while trying to take the lead because he was oh. one of three last week. Oh, he was. Yeah. Oh, well, I. Oh, in not, a sorry. In a so he was nine, vortex. He was nine of nine. And, he was nine of nine in clutch situations in the playoffs. Yeah. Not against the Chiefs. Yeah. It never comes down to just one play, though. No, like I said, they I mean, were, don't get me wrong. Would have liked to make the field goal. The, mi- the game, the flow was so weird too, because yeah, it it was the offenses were slow to get going, and then once they got going in the middle of the game, it was nobody could stop anybody. It was touchdown, touchdown, yep. touchdown, and it very much had the feel of whoever has the ball last is going to win this game for sure. And then the defenses sort of stood up and got and made a few stops, and yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. just like I said, this has been the. Uh, the postseason of of reaffirming all of our NFL stereotypes. Yeah, Packers beating the Cowboys, the Cowboys, Forty Niners beating the Packers, Forty Niners beating the Packers. Patrick Mahomes getting to the AFC Championship, beating Josh beating Allen again, again, and the Bills. 
And then the Lions make the NFC Championship. Except time, the Lions. <laughs> time is a flat circle. The, the NFL is a flat, is a flat circle. Defensively, I think the Bills let up nine 20 yard. It was at least nine. Nine 20 yard plays, and the Bills had like none of them. Um, Mahomes has, has really figured out the Bills' pass rush. For some reason, he it's it's like he knows exactly where they're going to be within like the first three seconds. They just, were they were so the they were so depleted at linebacker. Yeah, they had they yeah. only suited up four linebackers for the game, and one of the starters got hurt. They were down to three guys that none of them know the defense. None of them none of them were starters. No, missing they missed really, Milano really 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 bad, especially against Travis Kelsey. I mean, when you're playing yeah. man defense, Milano Milano could cover that at least well, like not 100 percent like no catches but at least well uh mvs decided that he was finally gonna gonna catch the ball <laughs> out in the coldest weather yeah. he had played him all year pretty much other than maybe last week and nicole hartman decided he was going to uh oh gosh we pick have to up the pick up the slack for uh when inactive Kadarius tony we have to talk about the fake punt too oh. <laughs> sean, <laughs> sean mcdermott really thought he was in remember the titans for a second <laughs> By deciding to run a fake punt to Demar Hamlin on your own thirty-yard line, well, I also dude think, really thinks he's Dan Campbell, bro. I also do you, think do the you, Chiefs, the Chiefs think, had ten players on the field. You think that was a check at the line? I check. think that there had to have been a check because I don't think that there was. Now, was it a dumb check? Yeah. Yes. Even if there's ten players on the field, yeah. Kelsey doesn't play well during the fantasy regular season, but decides to score twice during the Bills. <sighs> of course, I mean the Bills receivers played pretty well until the fourth quarter. I could see Kincaid leading the team next year in receiving yards because, I mean, he's their Mr. Consistent. Everybody else has some drops or some something happens, you know, at some point. Shakir Kin- Kin- looked was great. Consistent. Shakir made some insane catches in this game. But I don't. I think Stephon Diggs is gone. I think it's over. You think so? That was too weird. There were two kind of weird things. I mean, Stephon Diggs has been more in the media because, like, the last – the second half of the season he has disappeared. Like, he's not even – targeted in the offense after starting the season kind of on a a typical pace for him and then he still had 1100 receiving yards but most of that was I know in but it was all six, in the first it was all in the first like eight weeks he of didn't the have a hundred yard game he hasn't like yeah I, I don't know when the last time he went over like, like 50 yards oh he's going over 50 yards a couple, but like he's had the most yak that he's ever had but I mean they stopped throwing the ball downfield as much yeah and not as high profile but uh Devin White Tampa Bay Buccaneers linebacker definitely out he was benched and played I think 10 percent of the snaps in that game for the Buccaneers so I think the Buccaneers are definitely going to move on from former first round pick linebacker Devin White yeah moving on though to some predictions for next week Chiefs at Ravens I think the Lamar Jackson please please save me please save me from a Chiefs the Chiefs win outside source football is over I'm just kidding uh, but I, like, do, I do think it would be time to blow it up. This <laughs> is our last show. This if the is, Chiefs walk this away. This is it. Start, a, I just, start an unrated show where we just rip on the Chiefs and talk about how much we hate them. Because I, I can't because I can't do it in a way that satisfies the, the requirements radio, of radio, 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 um, radio laws. <laughs> if they win, I won't be able to go on the air. Yeah, no. They won't allow me on the air anymore. Yeah. So I do have the Ravens winning this one. I think that I do believe they're going to win. But it's also what I want to happen really, 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 really badly. So, you know, Ravens, I think they match up well against the Chiefs. They got a couple faster corners that can that can cross the or cover the crossing routes. Um, I mean, they're not gonna let Mahomes get out of the pocket. They've got linebackers that can actually spy him and stuff. I mean, not that he, you know, defensive line that can actually cover up the the running gaps, but 
So I got the Ravens winning this one. Yeah, on paper and just watching the divisional games, the Ravens look like the best team, right? Without a doubt. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. But I also think that the Texans are a worse team than the Bills. Well, for sure. You know. So I'm also picking the Ravens. I, I agree with everything you said, Evan. I I think they should win, but I also want them to win. I feel like we need to get a Chiefs fan in here to fight for the Chiefs a little bit. No. No? <laughs> no. No. Yeah, you're right, because then we'd have to have a Chiefs fan in here. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Nobody Sorry. wants that. Sorry to, any, to all the our close Chiefs fans. Do we have any Chiefs fans? Yeah, I thought you said you had some friends that were listening that are Chiefs I've, fans. I have a lot of family that are Chiefs fans. No, it's like, half, it's like half of our fan base. We just lost all of them. <laughs> They're gone. They probably tuned out a long time ago after hearing all the hate the Chiefs get. But, I mean, anyway, yeah, I'm picking the Ravens. I think they're better. They've been better all season. Please, please just be better for one more week. Please. I'm very torn on who I want to pick here because... I thought about picking the Chiefs just because I thought maybe if I pick them, they'll lose. They'll lose. <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm taking the Chiefs on this one. I'm sorry. I feel like the Ravens, the Ravens in the last couple of years have been super spotty. You know, like sometimes they look awesome, and then sometimes they just like play bad and like lose to the Browns. Did so they, I, did they do the that Chiefs. this year? They did it's that. Been, you know, they been, lost to the Steelers in week two. It's been a too. while yeah. since they did that. It's been a while since they it did has. That this year. They're due. They're kind of due. I, oh, due. don't get me wrong. In no way do I want the Chiefs to win. But but pick, I, you got. You got to pick do, them. I am going to take them. With that being said, in no way do you want the Chiefs to win. Let's move on to the next game, 49ers versus Lions, where I have the end of the road for the Lions. And I have the 49ers. You are the worst. Beating. You need to get rid you of You are of, no longer even half a Lions of, fan. All of your Lions merchandise. I'm going to come in there and strangle you. you. Can you imagine me not picking the Raiders in a championship game? I don't care if they're playing the 85 Bears. Like <laughs> I, was I would still pick the Raiders. You are shame. Shame on you. Shame on me. Shame on you, Evan Mick. Yeah, but I, I picked the 49ers. I just think that matchup-wise, they're the team that I didn't want to play. I don't think that the Niners have a very good outside rush defense, or so other people have been saying on the internet. I don't know. I've, I haven't done the film study. You said the Niners don't have a good outside rush? Defense. Uh, rush defense. So oh, defending, like, against against defending against the run. It the run. is better interior. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, I was like, yes, yes, I am aware that Chase Young <laughs> and Nick Bosa, Nick Bosa. Are, on their, are on their edges. Run defense, okay. But when it comes to run defense, and the Lions can can use that, they did that Nick, against Nick the Nick Bosa uh, also comes out of Nick Bosa comes off the field quite a bit. He's got to yep. take, he takes a lot of breathers. He's not uh, he's not Max Crosby or Aiden Hutchinson. How did we yeah. get to the Raiders? Because we, we always because we always because we always circle back. We always do. And I also think that the Lions' run defense is pretty good and can maybe partially neutralize McCaffrey. I mean, it's going to be the ultimate test. McCaffrey, the best running back in the league. So, I mean, we'll see, but I got to take the Lions. I got to I got to believe. I'm with you. My credibility went out the window in... <laughs> when you picked the Browns. Probably <laughs> week two of this season. <laughs> so, forget trying to be right. I just want to be happy, and I'm going to pick the Lions because at this point, I want them to win the Super Bowl. So... I want that too. Everybody not, in America wants... I'm not going to pick... They're America's team. Yeah, they're real so, America's so team. So congratulations to you, Evan, for maintaining your journalistic integrity or whatever the hell until you want. until of course whatever you want to call it until of course the Niners lose, in which case you look like yeah, then you're ousted by Lions fans. But you then they won already, and I picked them, so I'm not going to pick the next round either. So then they win again. So fun fact: I'm predicting a Chiefs Lions Super Bowl 
as in the first game of the, the year of and the, year. the last game of the year. That's cool. Very poetic. Yeah. However, Baltimore, Detroit would be awesome because one of those two cities would burn to the ground. Well, thank you for listening well, to- Of course they will. It's <laughs> Sunday night. <laughs> Radio <laughs> <laughs> All right. You can't say that 